like like every situation in my life is, is competition. It's, it's a situation of competition. Uh, no single situation where I can be like I am. Right. I always have to compete and look who's who's better, who's better. Micah, do you relate to this at all? Mm-hmm. Talk about it. And it's like um, everything that I do is not good enough. And um, maybe I'm very proud of that, what I did, and so it's kind of this It's like um, I, I, it's not necessary to try anything because there's always some, somebody who is able to say, oh, I would do it better. And so it's like I, I can put everything in the way so I can get it all done at the same time. It's like doing everything right. So I'd like to talk for a couple of minutes and really to check something out with you to see if you think it's so or not. To, to see if you think it is so or not. What I'm saying. Um, because there's a there's it seems from what we're saying there's two ways to go about becoming a trainer. So one way to go about becoming a trainer would be to have a list of all these skills that a trainer needs to have and to try to learn all these skills. And we just made a, a fine list of some of the skills that a trainer needs to know. I mean, you need to know how to not get, not rely on trying to figure it out. Not having the habit, having just being it instead, just delivering, showing up, or, or, or producing it, generating it, without creating it, without having to figure it out. We just, um, speaking about details, you know, how do you how do you invoke? How do you how do you create something out of nothing? Um, not being adaptive, you know, not being controlling. How do you how do you Function non-linear. How can you be unreasonable? These are all skills that a trainer you know, clearly needs to have or be able to be like that. You know, remembering people's names or trusting your instincts or functioning as a team, teaching other people, creating possibilities for others, you know, knowing the map, how to lead somebody through the map, how to take somebody and find out where they are and be in contact with them, and then go with them from one place to another. 
have open doors for other people. Um, have, you know, having it not be about me, having it be about somebody else, or feeling worthy enough to even open our mouths, to take the risk of just speaking what's so, and then being like responsible and present with ourselves and being in contact with our current reality, like we're, we're experiencing. All these things, we have this big list of things that we can learn one at a time to be to become a trainer. So that's one one direction and one way to go. And then what I want to talk about is the the possibility of another way. And that other way I would call uh, stellating archetypes. So I want to explain what that means. The word stellating comes from the word stellar, which means uh, to be like a star, a star in the sky. So a star is, is our sun is a star. You know the sun? Sun. So, a sun is a body of matter that gives off more energy than it absorbs. A sun is formed from, they think, from a giant collecting cloud of dust particles that gets denser and denser and closer and closer together until a fusion process nuclear fusion process takes place at the core of the dust because it's so hot and it's so much pressure that it starts to radiate the fusion. It gives off energy. So the shift from a cloud of dust into a star is called stellating. It's a, you know, it's a shift from absorbing energy to giving off energy. So what I'm suggesting is that human beings have the capacity to stellate which means they have the capacity to shift from being something that just absorbs energy to something that really creates or generates or produces or radiates. Is that, do people have that picture? Can you imagine that? So, um, there's, we've spoken before about four archetypes. King and warrior, the magician and the lover, queen and warriors, soldiers and the lover. The, and each one is correlated directly to one of the four feelings. I Man's like king and warrior. So anyway, glad, mad, sad, scared. There's a correlation. You know, the king and queen correlates to the ability to experience and express 100% joy. To being able to experience and express 100% rage, right? You guys know all these, right? Okay. So, my what I'm what what I think is that to become a trainer is simply a matter of having of stellating your archetypes, of being able to experience and express 100% mad, sad, glad, and scared in the present. And have the king, warrior, the magician, and the lover, queen, warrior, sorceress, and lover at hand, just present, just it's, they're just there. And then all of these 
skills that we've listed off would naturally manifest as a result of that. And anything that you didn't know, you would be able to have or learn or get when you needed it. So what do you think about that? Same happens in the event. I mean, the changes I've been through, having done a lot of um, events and doing a lot of sessions, is it's not because I learned a technique or because I have a new concept. I mean, I have a new I have new concepts now, but it was because I got into a new universe by doing that process, and only after then I could also adjust my my action to that new universe and it wasn't that I first acted differently. Isn't that right? So I I agree with you absolutely. I think it's about it's not about learning techniques or learning step by step things. Also the things that um, lately lately when I was in the in, in Italy I had a total I got a total concept of the world and of my being in the world and it wasn't it didn't have to do with any action I did or with any new concepts it just happened I don't know why so it sounds logical to me I can agree also on a linear level <laughs> anybody else? Yeah, I was wrote like um, following the Hanover training, the region mm -hmm. training. And I made this process of fear, but it's sort of fear. And that for me was kind of um, the insight, or what I got out of that was that if you follow fear, if you just follow it and be with it, you, you will automatically come to in this universe of, you know, magician of non-linearity. Like, um, still then I feel the fear, and uh, if you just stick with it and you go with it, then it gets big. So only then is something able for me to do something. And I did. So I really say yes, what you're saying, that it's by studying this archetype of, of, of the magician, you have to be with the fear and follow the fear. I mean, if you follow it, you be it. Experience seven years ago during my cancer disease. The doctor came before my operation and said to me, There's not very good chances to survive. And I heard that. And something within me said, No, I'm not dying. And the reason was because I knew I was 29 years old. I knew um, I only got in my life. I took, I took, and I got. I had a good family, I had a good education. And there was this, this voice in me, there's no word, it was coming from very deep inside me. It was, yeah, and I didn't give anything back yet. And I can't die without doing that. And, and um, that sounds to me quite similar to that, what you said. Mm -hmm. It's just, there's just this, this part within me which knows I, I have to give back, I have to, yeah, I have to give much more back than I got. Mm -hmm. 
and they can't value for it. And it was not working for a long time before I evaluated everything. This was a problem that I had experienced when I was less. So what you're saying is something that I think also, and that is that it's valuable for us to hear about the ideas or to hear about the possibilities. It's valuable for us to have the map so that we know that when, when that so we know it's possible to go there. So just that we know it's possible. And I, I think that that part is valuable. What, um, in the Camp 2 material, you haven't seen Module 2 yet, we will really soon. But you'll start to see that there's a, there'll be a big pattern that will show up in the modules, the study material. What you'll start to see is that this, the material just gives you the ideas of possibilities in different dimensions that you didn't have before. Like you go, I never, I never thought about this before. It's just like a new language, it's a new approach, it's a new concept, it's a, it's a new idea. And it, that really everything that's in the Camp 2 modules is like building a map, putting the map out. And the map is just there. It's like you go, but the thing is you can't use the map until you are you. Like you can't use the map until you can use the map. You can't go there until you can go there. So I think that, like you said, like both of those are. Or maybe important. use an example for a map, like to drive to drive somewhere, we have to know where we are on the map. But uh, once we know where we are on the map, mm -hmm. and we start driving, it probably for me feels at the moment like uh, my first driving lessons when I had in the car. I know where I am, and I take the car and I drive. And then the difference, I go down the same road, but but I do it differently. I'm, you know, I'm secure a little bit, I know where I'm going, I know where I am, but like another person, now that I, I'm able, I have a routine driving, I do it just, you know, I, I drive, so probably that fits for me this example. Mm -hmm. Like I know, know where I am, have the X on the map, but still feel like, you know, not having a lot of routine, maybe routine is a word of, of doing, of being. By doing it as the routine gets more and more, the driving gets more and more smooth and, and, and yeah. Mm -hmm. But I, but I think, like for example, with you, Katrina, there would be no possibility of going anywhere on the map 
until you shifted this thing about that we were just talking about. The decision that it's all about me. It's just like, it's, it's about me. There's people above me and fuck them. There's people below me and fuck them. And it's about me. So, um, I'm all that there is. And, and unless, unless you get off of that, unless there's a shift, I don't, and I don't, you know, in reasonable ways, I don't know how to make that happen. Mm-hmm. You know, can't say I haven't tried. But each move we make, like this move that you just made in Arizona, mm-hmm. the thing that you did, you're, to me, you look totally different than I've ever seen you before. Really. It's, it feels totally different. Yeah. Is it, do you have more power now or before? No. I mean, I could go on with that list. Is it more fun now or before? Yes. Yeah. Are you more in a relationship now or, yeah. or before? So it's, it's like you just expanded in a certain way by how did you do that? It's the decision not to burden what I told before. And mm-hmm. one co- uh, for me, it was one core point to really recognize there's, a, there's another reality. I can just choose. Mm-hmm. The point is just to, to see that I can choose, that I'm able to choose, and that it's not the circumstances or mm-hmm. eventual flow or whatever. So you just created possibility for yourself. Mm-hmm. <coughs> I'm gonna, yeah, Bernard, will you tell the story about you and the subcontractor that we were talking about in the car? Mm-hmm. Um, tell people what kind of business you're in. Yeah. So I'm. I have a, my own business, and what I'm in, um, we are renovating um, Denkmalgeschichte of very old houses, and uh, I do that with subcontractors. I have a team of subcontractors, and we are working on these building sites. And mainly, my main task is, you know, organizing that the whole thing is finished in time. So I took uh, a contract uh, in the middle of the year to start a project like that on the 1st of October and finish it that the people can move in at the 1st of January. And the project is um, it's like 10, 10 flats and the project is worth about the contract 1.15 million marks, which is very big. And in terms of looking at it, it's not possible to do it. And I signed the contract that I will do it. And uh, so now the work started on the building side, and I had a, a, point, a telephone appointment with one guy, and he's applying all the materials for the outside, for the facade, for the Ossenbuds. And he was with one of my um, employees at the building side, with, uh, and he looked through, uh, you know, he had a look at the building and what to do and whatever. And he called me in the afternoon. And on the phone, he said to me, you know, but really excuse me, but I have to say you, it's not working. And uh, while I was on the phone sitting at my desk, and I had this guy on the phone telling me it's not working. So I told him, yes, thank you. You're right. Under normal circumstances, you're definitely right. But I'm standing, I, I'm a man who's making the unbelievable, the unmakeable happening. So. 
and uh, yeah, by talking about that, he a second time started saying, um, well, you know, but the windows have to be in before the windows are not in. We can't do that because before the plumber wasn't here and put this stuff on the roof, it's not here. So I started speaking. Yes, you're right, but see. I told him I was speaking about the details, and I told him that I'm uh, aware of all the details and that I'm handling all the details. And uh, by doing that, by speaking about the details, he kind of it changed the whole mood of the conversation. Changed, and he said, "Yeah, yeah, I see. You know all these things already. So yeah, it might be possible." So I went on talking about it. And I painted him the picture like I was sitting at my desk and, and, and I had this building in mind that it's finished already. And I was talking to him and I said, we are an unbelievable team. We do really incredible things and which other people think they are not possible. And he said, yeah, but if you do it that way and that way, I live, deliver you the material in three, three sessions. So you don't have the material. Or, so all of a sudden he was starting, he was in my picture and he started helping me in terms of uh, creating it, uh, the whole thing, the whole, you know, we finished it, the first of January. So that whole conversation was about um, creating, for me, as we were speaking in the car, was he was saying, no, it's not working. And I was creating a possibility for, for him and for me that, it, that it's working, that uh, he's part of the team and we are doing it, we are just going for it, we are doing it. <clears throat> so you just did that with yourself. Katrin, you just created, you just um, said, well, I'm the kind of person who can make a, I can just declare that I'm not going there. And that I'm, I can make the choice of whether I go there or not. And I'm deciding that I won't go there. And that even though that feels natural, being small and scared and needy it feels normal and natural that's it feels natural and then being just present and okay with everything and um, in relationship that feels artificial or it feels fabricated or not real that even though that i'm still i am who i am is the kind of person who can declare those kinds of things about myself i can do that that by doing it, you created possibility for yourself. And what you did, like, does that scared little part still exist in you? Could you go there if you wanted to? Could you go the scared? Could you go to the little part, the the sad, sad, yeah. depressed, lonely little part? Yeah. If you wanted to. Yeah. What part is bigger? Which which part contains? Which part? Does the little part contain you, or do you contain the little part? I, I contain the little part. Yeah, and before, you used to be within the little part. That's me, yeah. yeah. So it's like your your consciousness expanded. Mm -hmm. the, the possibilities of, what you're, of what's true expanded, your consciousness expanded. And your, your consciousness expanded to include a totally different possibility for yourself. <clears throat> and then you just move there by choosing that. 
So that's an act of that's an act of the of the sorceress archetype. It's an act of magic. It's an act of transformational shifting. It's a shift from one identity to another identity. So you first identified yourself with that small, uh, sad, depressed, scared room part, and then you shifted your identity to include something different from that. So you shifted, you went from point A to point B, for example. And from point B, you have a different perspective, a different view of the world. Of now, now what's possible for you is you could go to step C. Stupid C. You went from step A to step B. Okay. And now that you're at step B, you could go to step C. Mm -hmm. From step A, you can't go to step C. Yeah. You can only go to step B first. Now from step B, you can't go to step C. Mm -hmm. You could do that now. Now, you don't even know what that is. Yet. No. You don't even know what that is. You have, but you're beginning, like today, you just got some feedback for the video. You just got some feedback to look like, I mean, even though I'm feeling something, nobody else around me knows I'm, I mean, I can't express what I'm feeling. Nobody knows what I'm feeling. That's, that's interesting. That's some feedback. Well, uh, so you're starting to pull, shape up a step C for yourself that you could, there's another possibility for you that you didn't, you weren't even aware of before. Because before you were only aware of your identity as point A. Now you're at point B, so you have the possibility of moving to point C. So now you can create what point C is. So when we're talking about stellating archetype, we're talking about being um, able to experience and express 100% mad, sad, glad, and scared. And to function with those, to, to, um, so to like deliver them, create them, to recreate them anytime we want. Anytime we want to authentically. Not as an act. Like Constantine could go into an act of mad, sad, glad, and scared, and we would laugh every time, right? But if he was to authenticate, which we've seen him do, I've seen him do many times, authenticate 100% grief, sadness. If I didn't say many times, I'd say two or three times. If if we, if he were to do that, we would all be in that with him. He would invoke it and produce it. And we would all be there. We would go there too. It would resonate with us. Do you understand what I'm saying? We would meet. Resonate. resonate means. Uh, okay, got it. Thank you. <clears throat> and because he, you know, so that's we all have the capacity to have the archetypes stellated, and then see the the feeling part of the archetype is only one aspect of an archetype. There's many aspects to the to each archetype, you know, many qualities that the, that the uh, lover has. If, if he's invoking sadness and he has this huge sadness, well, there's, the, the lover has many other qualities of intimacy and bonding and contact and vulnerability and defenselessness and um, fluidity or acceptance or there's many, many qualities and having those qualities available to us, then we can use them to do the work that we need to do as a trainer. 
And it's not about going the other way around, trying to be vulnerable now. I am going to establish fluidity in space by um, page seven. I was thinking page seven. I can't remember what they said. I'm going to figure this out now. Let me think. Um, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Relax your eyes. Okay. Breathe through your left nostril. Okay. Okay. What's happening? Is it happening yet? So, like, it's not like that. Though the possibility of um, the possibility of being um, a lover in space or invoking that, invoking that archetype, um, having that idea in our head beforehand is valuable. Um, it's like well, it's like a valuable tool. It's like what we're looking for is the most efficient or effective way to learn or to become a trainer. That's what I'm interested in. This is my job here. My job is to provide for us the most efficient and effective way for us to become trainers. Camp two is about people becoming who they are in the world. So right now, we're just opening up camp two in general. So that six months from now, there might be a Camp 2 intensive in which a group of people would get together such as this and they would work on perhaps almost the exact same thing we're working on, except that it wouldn't be for it to be a trainer for the event. Later on, we we'll do specific exercises today and tomorrow about how to lead the event. We'll be doing you know, more with the intro, more with the processes like that. And these other people would be doing um, other exercises about bringing their destiny into action. So at this point, we're operating under the assumption that um, an actualization of each of our destiny is to be a trainer in whatever, you know, a trainer. That that's, that that's who we are, essentially. So, um, there may or may not be evidence for that in your life. I don't, you know, for me, when I was, as soon as I got out of my parents' house, when I was 18 years old, I went to college. I actually went to a summer school program. As soon as I got out, I started putting groups of people together and trying to learn things that I didn't know about. And we would sit around, and I had no idea what I was doing. I had no idea why I was doing it. All I knew was that I'd get a group of people together and we'd start trying things. We'd do experiments. We'd discuss things. We'd make up different rules for how to eat or how to um, speak or how to dress or how to act or just how to be together. We'd come up with strange activities to do. And we'd all do them together, blindfolded or limping in one foot or you know, out in the middle of the night or half naked or whatever come up with all these different things to do. So I don't, I have a long background of that kind of thing. I don't really know what each of your backgrounds is. So at this point, I'm kind of going on trust or whatever. I'm blindly assuming that that's your destiny because somehow you're here today. Somehow, you know, you've got yourself on training track and you have been doing this for some time and whatever. Whatever that, so I'm going to assume that people who are in camp, too, without having their project be trainer track, 
that the expression of who they are will come out as some, some other thing, whatever it is. It will come out as, you know, whatever it is, whatever creation they create, whatever their tendency to create is. So my, my tendency to create is to create creators. That's what I'm, that's what I'm, it's my natural kind of, you let me go and I can do anything I want, regardless of not having to behave a certain way or act a certain way or be any particular way. What I'm going to eventually create, I'm going to create is creators. That's what happens for me. So I don't know what happens for you. You're going to have to tell me or demonstrate it or figure it out. Whatever, but that's what we're basically assuming here. I just wanted to say that we're assuming that. So, in assuming that, my commitment to you is to stella your archetypes. <coughs> and what's the original translation of stella? To change from. What's the word for star in Deutsch? Stern. Stern. So is is that is that why you're here? See if this were America, if people that wanted to become a star would think we were gonna make a movie and be in Hollywood. Star Wars. <laughs> <coughs> so who's next? Have a question first. You said um said that um, uh, an archetype has lots of qualities, mm -hmm. but um, so we're using the feelings to access that ar archetype? Mm -hmm. To access the feelings? Because most, or I, what I, before I thought this is the archetype has the quality of acceptance, but it's just one way of accessing the whole thing, which is more than only sadness. Well, it's one way to stellate it. If a person can experience and express 100% sadness, like you can, then you have access to the lover archetype. So that means, it, like that. Is that true? I don't see me that doing it like that, but I suppose I could. Well, like maybe that's what it is for us is to like be able to do that. You know, intentionally, consciously, not not as an accident, not as a response to circumstances, mm -hmm. but, but volitionally 
as you choose. Let me decide now. And um, bring that in. Let it up. Be it. And um, I know that you can do that. I know that you have that. And I know that also um, that you don't a lot. You know, if you could, you would have invited um, Sabina without us mentioning it to you last night. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yes. If, if, you, if that was, you know, that would just be part of it for you. It would have just been a natural thing, like, come on, you know. Mm -hmm. You're part of this. You're part of me. Let's, you know, we're the, come on. This is like that. It would have been just because you, you would have felt the sadness that she would have felt if you were her and you were going out without her to the place that you almost went to, mm -hmm. but it was too expensive. And now you're going with all these other people and you're not even going with her. Like if you could experience the sadness of that for her before it happened, then you'd go, whoa, you know, this, so of course I can do that. You know, I invited some asshole I don't even like really care about to come. And I didn't invite her, you know, like that. It would be, it would be an obvious thing. So. Was your question? The question was, okay, so we're using, I know, I know that the force of, of that experience, I know the times when I've hit 100% grief, and it's been at least half the time in this in the event space. I know when I've hit 100% rage. I know when I've hit 100% terror, and I know when I've hit 100% joy. So I have those as reference points in my body, and those are times when it's just been stretched, you know, it's just like, it's just like it has showed up, like, like when sadness is going to be that big, it feels like it's endless, you know, it's just like endless, bottomless grief, you know, just like, oh, you know, just, and it, and it like stretches what reality is. So when, when the, the, that emotion is like the power, the most powerful force that we have available in our body, to make shifts, and if I have the model of a, what a stellar and dark type is in my head, where those two go together, and then it's clear that 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 archetype, the lover, has all these other qualities, but they but they can come up only because it's okay for me to experience and express 100% sadness, because that's the root of contact. It's the root of vulnerability. It's the root of openness, it's the root of all those things, the other qualities. Does that make sense? So we use this, we use the feeling, that's that glad and scared, in order to, as a, as a method of stellating archetypes, so that we can access all the qualities of each of the archetypes in our life. So that's who we are. And it's a shift, like we said, it's theater. Like if, if Katrine can can feel things but can't express them, that's only half the picture. If she can experience but not express, that's only half of it. Because it's a matter of continuing to complete their expression in the world. Like for example, relationship. You being in a relationship is not a, a, a solution to the problem of being alone or lonely. That's not what relationship is about. Relationship 
is about creating the possibility of expressing the deep masculine and deep feminine archetypes in the world. That's, that's why we're together with our mates, is that in that a relationship like that, we have the possibility of being a deep masculine and deep feminine archetypes and manifesting them you know, in reality to have it exist. Does that make sense? It's like it doesn't, it's, you know what I mean? It's not about you. Your relationship is not about you feeling good. Because your relationship is about creating something that's bigger than you and your mate. And it's like a third thing can be created, which is the relationship. And it takes work. And you have to feed it and nurture it and protect it and build it and play with it and all that. This isn't a, a workshop in a relationship this weekend. This is a workshop in a relationship. So, who's next? You know, so what, what, so there's a couple ways we could go right here. I can, I can start um, creating exercises for us to do that will be knocking on these doors of the, of the things that you want to learn. That they would be opening those doors. And I can also um, maybe simultaneously do, um, you know, we could work together and do processes similar to the event kind of things, or just make up our own processes that would facilitate stellating archetypes. <laughs> I can be a star. <laughs> Do you know who you are? I'm bright to be a star. What? Four stars. Yeah, you could be four stars. <laughs> oh man, the fifth element's my star. It's worth nine. Same, same thing, right? Yes. So which archetype is fire? Yeah. And which archetype is wind? Trust. And which archetype is that? Jo is that king? Uh, or queen? Uh, oh, so what if, are you telling about what the, in the Chinese thing? I have I have four elements: fire, uh, Erde, Luft, and Wasser. Fire, Earth, Wind, and Water. Yeah, and the fire is the Liebe zugeordnet, and this negative element the emotional thing. So fire is positive love, negative uh, emotional stress. Um, drama. 
Okay. Ja. Oh, werde ist die De positiv die Demut, die geordnet und äh, negativ äh, übertriebene Logik. Humble, you said? Demut? Humble. And what's negative? Using books, I was kind of looking for 
I don't know, I just created out of nothing and I went there and we did it and we all succeeded very much with it. So that was very much the first impression I had of being a leader, being a leader um, in the world. After that, kind of get, I got bored after knowing that I really was bored, so, so I said, well, something else I went to Australia and I stayed uh, some years in Australia and even over there even when I did working on the building sites it only took some weeks and I was in, in charge of uh, a team again I had first 10 workers from all over the world and later on 40 and I was responsible for it without kind of you know walking around and, and saying to the people please give me a, a responsibility just happened you know, in terms of when I look at it. So I worked with people over there too and so ever since I was working I was working with other people and uh, you know in terms of more like staying in front and teaching and, and, and being in a team with people and um, after that coming back from Australia I was kind of jumped into a business which was selling insurances and I had to go out every evening to visit people at home who were selling insurances. Mm -hmm. So part of the training for the salesman selling insurances was kind of going into the domain of what we do here, psychological domain, doing trainings with it. And when I first started these trainings, I said, oh, well, that's great, you know, because I got something, I got something out of it. So I went for that. And I said, at one stage, I said, well, it would be great to create my own training. I had really the desire and the longing to create a training. So I worked with a friend for about a year and I created my own training, which was called Harmony Training. And the Harmony Training was just the essence of it was like saying we have a plus and minus, like hate and love, and we are all, you know, jumping in between high ups and downs and to, to find the harmony in our body with our body areas so that was a weekend long training and we talked to people 350 marks for two days where they worked and had trainings all the time and so I you know I felt great because I in one training I got the idea that I really learned the most by teaching it so I really got that that, that it's really of value speaking about it speaking it so it's more so I did it and then we went for a firewall Firewalk was great, it was a really great experience. And I was sitting home and said, Well, I created firewalk training because it's great that you know people get something out of it. So I did that. So I created firewalk training and had it running for years. We went to Africa and Turkey to have firewalking trainings down there. So ever since I had got the evidence, the feedback from the universe kind of for me was like uh, working with groups, doing something, having training. And then, then kind of coming back from Germany after this insurance thing happened, I took all this, what I learned for myself, like you know what we were saying before, and I used it as a weapon against others. Not not as a weapon. I used it for my ego, kind of when I really failed after that, and I was really down down the hill in terms of my relationship. Dagmar already almost went, uh, we almost got divorced because I was really one of the finest, biggest assholes you can imagine. 
it's being you know dismayed. And uh, so at a certain stage, um, Dagmar came to the event, and then it all because I didn't do any work like that for six or seven years, just nothing at all, no reading books, no other trainings, no nothing. And being back in the event was kind of for me feeling down in the bottom, how to like coming home again. And so there I was again, and, and it, as I did. It came up for myself that um, a trainer is for me a possibility to do something. And so that's the evidence I got, and that's why I'm here. Okay. Um, for me, it was um, when I was very young, maybe like 11 or 12 years old, I started to help um, working in the group work. Girls and um, the girls of the church, and I did this until I've been 20 years uh, until I moved home, until I've been 19 years old. And um, during that, I was sailing too, and I was uh, I was educating the smaller children and sailing and teaching them. And um, for me, it was always like it was for me um, if I explained somebody something, I got something too. And um, if I if I can if I can see that the other got it, I got so much back. So and um, after that after school I did a practicum in a school for handicapped children and um, well it was just for me like um, yeah just they have been so, so totally different to other people because they can, were able to show how um, thankful they are. They were able to show their feelings. It was, um, it was totally different to the people I, I knew before. And um, during my study, I worked together with another youth group, which was like Fastener. Yeah, something like that. And um, it was just after, after a half year I started not to, to be a member of this group but to, to work with them and to lead the group and it was always like, um, like it's a thing I have to do. And um, that, there was no question, no, 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 no figuring out. In November, I will start a group for women from Sportsman on the theme Heart and Compassion. Thank you. It was the point of my life where I finished with the youth group, and um, it was like that I, I felt, oh, I'm not able to do anything, and I, I always felt work, worthless. And I think it's something where it always coming up, and um, 
um, it looks like like I don't know what to do. It's not it's not okay what I'm doing. This this all thing from a child was all coming up, and um, that's I was uh, that was why I went to the event, and um, it was it was again like I I didn't decide it all. Figuring out whether I want to do training or not. It was just one day there was. Um, yeah, I knew I have to go. Has anybody else heard from stories like that? same time I had this idea to become a forest ranger because I wanted to rescue the nature and also the animals and then I heard sometimes that I also have to shoot animals as a forest ranger mm. and that was uh, <coughs> a clear for me not, come, not becoming a forest ranger and um, another very important thing for me was I joined a, rich, a, rich, a religious community when I was about seven, six and seventeen and I was the young people of this community are not one of the oldest ones. And the leader of this community just said, yeah, you need to have a leader who are one of the oldest ones. And he just trusted me to be that. And it, I think it was the first experience for me that somebody trusted me to really to, it was like, I think it was like the same intention, like I rescued kids, uh, not kids, <laughs> animals and um, the nature. It's like, yeah, I'm, I'm important. I, I can, can do contributions for, for, for other people. And it was great for me that somebody trusted me to do that. And I was in this community for years, and then I decided to become a Catholic priest. And I studied theology, and very, very soon I, I was clear that this community, this Catholic uh, church, is not the right context for me. But on the other hand, you know, I, I made up this decision. I'm always very strict in my decisions. So, so it took me about three years that I left uh, this priest seminar I was living in and that I studied theology until the end and I had no idea what to do. I knew I gave up this, this idea, this vision of becoming a priest and what's coming now. And then by accident, however, like always in my life, showed up this, this uh, job in this uh, orphanage on this children's home. And I was there for years just uh, supporting them with housework and then with teaching. And it was always an afternoon a week. And, um, and suddenly they asked me, Can you become, are you willing to become an employee here? Because we need somebody just for a year. And then I, I signed the contract to be there for a year. And okay, it went on today so and I I also after after this first year I was a practitioner was a practitioner doing the practice I was only doing the practice I got paid for that but was a practice for a year and after this year they offered me um, a job as a, as a 
after half a year, I had to substitute the leader of the, of the team because she uh, left because of the pregnancy. And uh, so, so this was one of many situations in my life when I just like I just slided in in, in, in these leadership positions, and I, and I just it was necessary to do so. I do, and it, ha it, ha it happened very often in my life. And um, also, I remember when I was in India, it was not very long ago. So um, I was, I think, on my third or fourth day, I don't know exactly which day or fourth day, I saw that this very confused, uh, con a very big confusion between volunteers because always new people came and nobody did know what to do. And so I just for like I brought them together every morning for 10 minutes and said, You're doing this, you're doing this, you're doing that. It was like, like kind of natural. And when I left India, I got a, I got a guy and I told him to do it the same <laughs> until he leaves and then to look for another one. And I'm sure it's going on there. <laughs> and, and it was like, it's just, it was natural. I, it was not, I, I didn't think about it, it just, it just happened. And things like that happened a lot in my life. And um, when I, when I um, decided to join Trainer Track, it was kind of the same. I think it was quite a similar decision. Like I decided to become a priest because I just I just want to serve the world. What's the what's your idea of the distinction that you want to make, or what's the idea of the, of what you're offering, of what you want to create for people, or what you want to give people? Do you have a way to say that? Yeah, um, there's one one. Um, Experience I had as a child, I was a long time removed when I was 10 and I was an absolute outsider. At school, at home, always I was, I was an outsider in the family. And one of these natural things I have, I see when people are out of the group. And I, I have the ability to bring them into group and to, to build groups and um, to create relationships for people, especially for them who are not in relationship. And I, I know that it's a kind of an it's one of my pain I had as a child, and it's it's a, it's a kind of a yeah. It's a, I I just have this ability to do that, and um, that's that's one of the things I want to create really relationship and trust. And what what I see, I always doesn't matter who I see, and I'm always able to see the goodness in people, and I'm always focusing on the goodness, and um, it's like it's like. I really feel uh, I, I, I want to, to bring that out. You know, it's like I'm really getting excited when I see an asshole and I know he has this, this really goodness in, in, him, in, in himself. And it's like, like I, I feel kind of provocated to, to bring that out. And that's, that's another thing I want to create. Just uh, an open door for people so that they can live their own goodness. Can you say, Michael, what your um, wishes for your what? The one thing which um, Volker said um, was to create something for people which are in another um, universe, um, like my children, which behaved in a very way. For example, in school, the teacher say, 
I have a, since I'm a child, I have a very big trust in, in the universe, in God, and um, I, I have a very big um, longing to, to create a father figure. So, I, for example, I'm in contact with people who have cancer, and talk with them, and what, 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 what happens for them is they trust, even when they are very sick, they trust it's good for them, it's good for maybe their spirituality, they are they, they, they start to, be, to believe in miracles, then maybe something happens for them. So that's, and, and I think it's, I, I want to create 
spirituality for myself and, and also give it away for other people. Just this trust in God and trust in him. I thought of one thing I wanted to say too, and that's when you were when you trained that man to replace you as the morning job organizer, job master, morning job master guy. When you trained him, um, you trained him to, before he left to find somebody else to replace him. So you trained him to train others. But you also did one other thing, and that is that you also told him to train that other guy. To find somebody to replace him too when he left. So you you not only train somebody, you not only train somebody to train others, but that job would only continue if you trained him to train somebody else to train other people. And that's that's what you did. You train him to train somebody else to train others, and then then it continues. That's why it continues. And that's what our job is here as trainers also. Like my job is to train you, to train others, to train others. I'm going to teach you how to teach other people and teach other people. So that's, that's part of what we do. Anybody else? When I was a child, I, I was the oldest of, of um, four sisters, and when I came to school, I um, I don't know why, but I, I just wanted to, to give my, my sisters also uh, free place to eat. So I invented books and things like that, and they, they were three years old, so they didn't understand anything, but they, I played with them at school, and I, I taught them all I, I got at school. And, we had a lot of fun at that. And that was the point when I decided I want to become a teacher. And that, that was um, my whole school time. I that was my, my goal. I, I switched schools so that I really could do that, and I had the possibility to do that. And that was the focus I had. And um, before before I left school, I decided that that's not the real thing to be in that school again. I want to be in the real world. But this this teacher thing is just it's it's in me. I, I want to to give other people te teaching. And um, what I what I do give is in, when when I joined Indicata when I joined my first job, um, I started to, to give training and it was very very hard for me because I was really scared of all these people who really have a lot more experience than me and are just staying there and, um, and teaching them things I really don't know myself. And, um, like I throw up every morning and I stand in front of the class and I go through all of this. And when I recognize that, that that's a part of me that I really enjoy. I enjoy standing there and, and talking to the people and giving them my knowledge, what I know, and which I, I really, um, I really know that it will help them. And that helped me. The more I, I was teaching, the more that I learned about what what I taught about. So 
Yeah, that's that's what, what I get for 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 being a trainer. But yeah, that's something inside me. And um, the decision to, to become to, to join trainer track was um, I made one one private training in which um, I was a lot with Thomas in one room and I really showed up in the training. It was really it did a lot a lot of things. And when I came back on, on Sunday morning it was like I saw in all the, the faces of these people and they they have lightened up so much. It's like on, on Saturday they were closed and in in this dark room and I know what yeah, this this dark room where there's no light and everything is sad and and scared and things like that and they they shifted so much and, and I saw that I I have the possibility to, to do something that they can shift. It's I never thought that I could do that but I saw it's possible that I can do things like that. And that was my decision to yeah, to do more of that and not um, talking about structured analysis. So Is there what you talk about in your older business? Structural analysis? Mm -hmm. Robert Fritz? Hmm? Robert Fritz? It's a special method for analyzing processes, business processes. In a business organization? Yeah. I mean, looking for oscillating, the tendency to oscillate, or the tendency to advance? Yeah. yeah. It's just a method where you figure, it out. figure <laughs> out, you have a business process, someone, someone is giving, Make it clear of what is happening there, and um, put that into a program in, in more detailed steps. That's a really high level. Are you doing time and motion studies? Something came up as, as Katrin, when Katrin said um, you don't want to um, to do to teach structural analysis, but um, other things. Um, that's what what I found out that it's not my way to, to teach math because there's different problems that are there because um, that's not what I want. I want the, the person, the, the personality of the person. So let's say you have the skill to teach mathematics, or that you have the skill to teach a new language, a structure of the language. You ask me that I have to. I'm saying let's suppose that you did have those skills. Mm -hmm. Would those be of use to you if you were um, teaching, what did you say, personality? Expanded consciousness. 
you could explain a mathematical concept to somebody so they could get it, do you think that would be useful practice for you for teaching somebody a new part of the math or the universe? I think so. If you could teach somebody the structure of a language, do you think that that would be of use to you in your ability to communicate to somebody um, a different way to think? Kid, I had a very nice childhood. It was really good, and then all of a sudden everything broke down. It was like I was getting eleven or ten, and then I, I had, I learned what fear is. I had uh, was laying awake at night. I started to be very afraid of dying for whatever reason, and at the same time my parents divorced, and so. Say in one year or so, they moved out together, and so my whole universe was shattered really. And I was there with my fear, and um, I was somehow it was for me losing innocence because before everything was like we had a good family. I mean, they were all crazy somehow, <laughs> and uh, but uh, it was good. And so everything was broken, and I started asking questions. And I was just like not in the position of, of taking anymore. I was just I was wanting to know what's going on here. Why why is this happening? Why is that happening? Why am I going to die? Why am I here on Earth? And that since since that time, this was really the um, central question for me, the core question, and uh, what really moved me. And um, and then I I did I did join a, a group in church a young people group as well um, but they were just um, it was not about feelings so I couldn't express myself really and uh, nobody really was interested in my age and, and the questions I had so I I. My tendency was to, to feel like an outsider because of what I was feeling. I didn't know anybody else who was, who was afraid of dying at 12 years or so. I didn't know anybody. And um, so I was always between like reality as we experience it and something, a longing in me. And I didn't know what it is. Sometimes, like, people. I got um, I got signed, let's say, from outside. People told me something which was very important for me. One guy once told me in a in a club, we were standing there. He was a cool guy, like you know, just an ordinary guy. And then he looked at me and told me, um, "I know exactly what you're about, and I'm telling you, you're gonna make it." Your dream is going to come true. And I was, huh? <laughs> At that time, I said, What does he want from me? I didn't even know what my dream was or whatever. 
this like and that that's kind of stuff happened to me once or twice or three times in my life. It's like a something um, like like a pattern that was always there underneath all the, the other stuff that's going on here. Like I have to finish school, what do I do after school? And about the mud of emotions in me. Like there was always this this one thing there's something which is more important. And uh, but I've never been in in a leading position or something like that. So very much what I'm up against in the training track is to be a leader because I've never been doing that. And I've never practiced that because I was I was the smallest of we were three kids and I was the youngest and uh, this is that. Um, so for me, really, what what's driving me to to trainer track is my my um, longing for something else than we have right now on Earth. I think that's where we begin. That's really what what is driving me. And um, I remember when I was in my first event, um, I was I was sitting there and I was like, what? What's going on here? I can't believe it. Because what I experienced was people were getting real, and it was the first time I could see that. I mean, we all have our shows, and if you go out in the world, it's like you give me your show, I give you, I give you my show, but nobody's real. What? What's going on here? This is possible. And um, I thought maybe this guy, Corner, is just amazing. I mean, that for me, he was like, like a revelation. <laughs> it was like I couldn't believe it, and I was just, I was just um, like for me, it was I want to be like this man, you know? and also Thomas and Randolph were training as well. And afterwards, they came. Corner told me like uh, we have plans for you, Constantine. I was like, <laughs> it was like between, yeah, I I can be part of that team, and between now, uh, yeah. You're much too small. I mean, you know, how how dare you think that you could be part of this? So yeah, so, um, for me, it's not so much the um, what was I going to say? For me, it's not so much um, that I've been a leader or that I've been training people in my life to, to do something else. For me, it's, it's like, I, I was born with a promise. I was, I was born with a um, yeah, promise that life is wonderful and that's everything. And I haven't, like, step by step, this promise has been shattered. There's been many proofs that said, Man, it was a promise, but sorry, it wasn't anything else. And I can see now that it's up to me to f to make this promise to prove to that. And I saw contact. Jodie Foster, 
and then at a certain point she's in space and she's in her in her and she's somewhere else and then she sees the universe <laughs> and then she sees the universe and she's above the Saturn lot of stars and it's really beautiful and she says this is beautiful how come we don't know I mean everybody should see this and for me it's like yeah that's why that's why I want to be a trainer because everything is beautiful we have already what we have and why I mean we're living in a big life everybody tries and it's so stupid and I, I just want to share my 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 possible viewpoint of reality. And if I share it, it becomes true. I mean, I can't just, I can't look at it and say, hey guys, this is all beautiful here. And you go, yeah, 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 fuck him. <laughs> it's not possible. It's just really beautiful when everybody sees it. A human being can't be happy when somebody else is unhappy. So really happiness is not possible. Ich habe genau nur erfahren, dass ich mein Leben nicht so leben kann, wie ich will, wie ich es ausmachen muss. Ich habe erfahren, dass ich all Leben nicht so leben kann, wie ich es ausmachen muss. Das war ein Zeichen. Und ich hatte nie die Möglichkeiten, irgendwelche irgendwie da rauszukommen. Ich glaube, ich habe keinen Weg gefunden. Ich habe nie gefunden, wo ich war. Und ich bin, bin dann, dann da weitergegangen und mit dieser Pubertät einfach. So I, I kept going and, and in my adolescence I when I was sixteen. I realized for the first time what is possible when I just Until I met my ex-husband, I was I was able to listen to my inner voice in a really deep way. That was good, which I didn't do when I was together with him. Then I slipped slipped into this old thing. And as I then 
Operation Warp. Erstmal, erstmal möchte ich bewirken, wenn ich klar wurde, was ich alles leisten kann, was ich tun kann, was ich verändern kann. Und als ich auch so meine Kraft gespürt habe. When I, I, for my child Yannick, I could see what I can create and what, what power I have. Da habe ich entschieden, dass ich, dass ich auch mich auch verliebe und das lerne, das lerne, mein Leben selbstständig anzunehmen und jetzt auch andere Leute, dass ich in erster Linie dann halt äh, ein äh, Leben lang. I decided that um, um, I can uh, what it was to have this feeling that I can also, passion for someone. Yeah. I realized that I could trust my own power and I wanted to be there and also teach that to others. Also ich möchte mein Leben selber leben, auch so wie es meine innere Stimme ist, so wie es meine innere Stimme sagt und nicht äh, irgendwie von außen aufgestellt kriegen. My own life, like my inner voice tells me, and I get it, um, get it said by someone else. And this have ich im Moment im Camp hier kennengelernt und durch durch das, dass ich so ja munter bin und das weitergeben möchte an Jan, habe ich gemerkt, ja, das das kann ich noch lernen. I got a taste of that in, in camp. And by learning that, I saw that I didn't have to restrict myself to Janet, but I could also let others participate in that. This is also this, what's it over state to want an entscheidung to go to that's my main motivation for trying to try to teach others to lead their own lives. <coughs> to do to become a trainer you don't need actually any evidence. Okay. And it's sometimes useful to see that there's some consistency in your life that you're actually creating what matters to you. So, in order to um, 
And what being a trainer is about is about creating without evidence. So we just re reported some evidence about our lives that supports us being trainers. The evidence is not necessary. However, it is useful to know that, um, that we are creating, being a trainer, we're creating what matters to us in the world. <coughs> And you can tell, you can tell what matters to you by looking back at your life and seeing what you have created previously. Man kann sagen, was was euch wichtig ist, wenn wenn ihr euer Leben 